I'm Mike Vardy, and this is the Productivityist Podcast. Welcome to the podcast, everybody. It's Mike Vardy, and I'm recording this from my hotel room with uh, podcast producer John Polstra at Podcast Movement 2015 in Fort Worth, Texas. And what I wanted to do, initially the plan was just to do one of these episodes, but we got some really great material from a number of guests, eight altogether, uh, that we decided that we're going to give you an extra episode this week, even if you're not a Patreon supporter. If you want to be a Patreon supporter you'll get bonus episodes regularly on Tuesdays and Saturdays. So if you head over to patreon.com slash productivityist, you will be able to contribute whatever level you want, $1 all the way up to 50 or beyond, get different perks, and you'll get all of the bonus materials, not to mention some other exclusive content such as a monthly video and much more. So check that out. But I want to dive into now this whole element of podcast movement. Now, John and I uh, were, have been... Uh, and, and John, why don't you hop in here for a second? Uh, John Polster, everybody, the, the newly promoted podcast producer. <laughs> I got a promotion on this trip. That's a good thing I showed up. <laughs> so Roman Mars, uh, one of the things that, that came up during this this uh, this trip is he did the, the second keynote, right? Roman Mars did. And uh, he talked about the importance of story and, and you know, producer, how, how a producer can be really a, a huge help. And really, I've just decided that John, like, the whole point is, is that that's what he does. I mean, he's trying to get me, honestly, his job is to keep me on track and keep things flowing. And so editor just doesn't do him, do him justice, rather. So uh, he is now the podcast. You were both, we were both here last year. Yes, we were. In fact, I... I passed you in the hallway and we did the little courtesy smile nod to each other, but I had no idea who you were yep. until I heard you on Eric Fisher's podcast. And I was like, oh, I should have met this guy. And that was what, like a, like a month later, maybe that I was on Eric's show? Wasn't I much, think it was. It, yeah. it wasn't it was like a month later. Yeah. So Eric is actually going to be on one of these episodes. Uh, I, I, I know that Jamie is on this one. Jamie Tardy from Eventual Millionaire. We know that Srinivas Rao from Unmistakable Creative, he is on the second of these episodes. But you're getting two episodes this week. But what we wanted to start off first with was how I prepare, right? Like how, you wanted to talk to me about how I prepare for, for travel and events such as this, right? Yeah, and, and just in general, like how do you do productivity at conferences and is there, do you do productivity at conferences or do you become a different person or what? So that's what we talk about. And so we, we did this in the lobby. So we're going to cut to that now of, of John. Inter- I don't get interviewed on my own show very often. So <laughs> this, was, this was a treat. So here I am being interviewed by podcast producer, newly minted, Productivityist podcast producer John Polster here on the Productivityist podcast. Enjoy. So I was on the flight here from Portland to Dallas Fort Worth, and I got to thinking about productivity and conferences. And I was like, "What does Mike do? Does Mike ever turn off the productivityist inside of him, or is it productivityist? Is it just all the time? Like, is there ever a time when you come to a conference and you're just like?" Ah, throw that productivity stuff out the window. I'm just going to... No, you know what? I mean, I think it's it's kind of like when I was doing comedy, I would always look... There's this great thing about uh, Jerry Seinfeld talks about in the movie Comedian where he says everything he looks at, he looks through a comedic lens. Like, there's a story about... he. T- this is a joke he tells where he says he's on an airplane and he sees a disposal unit for razor blades. And he's, his thought process isn't... 
oh, well, that must mean if somebody has a dull razor blade, they just throw it in there before they put on a new one. No, his mind goes, who is shaving so much that they're going through razor blades on the plane? And that's not obviously what, mo- but that's what happens is you think comedically. And I think that's, I, t- I took that when I was doing comedy because I would look through everything and try to find the funny and everything. I kind of done the same now for productivity. So I don't fully leave it behind, but I also don't, like, I prepare myself enough so that I don't have to wear that hat the entire time. So, like, before I leave, I, I put a wayfind on and make sure that email, people know that I'm not going to be responding to email. I make sure that I have very few tasks to actually accomplish while I'm traveling, uh, or especially at the conference. Um, so it doesn't go away completely because, again, those routines, those frameworks help me actually be fully present at a conference or at an event or wherever. Or even if I'm going camping, the same kind of thing happens. But uh, So it never fully leaves, but I definitely get a bit choosier about what to keep and what to kind of set aside. So what do you keep? What do you choose? How do you productive I, I keep, I keep the routines. So like the morning routine is the same. So this morning when I got up, the only difference was I did a, a, a workout this morning uh, instead of in the evening because I knew that it was a better time to do it. So I made sure I stacked that on my morning routine instead of my evening routine. Uh, but the, I ground, I hand ground my coffee today. So I actually did like the, the AeroPress coffee in my room and it's coffee from Victoria and I brought it with me and I did that. I did not do the Nutribullet shake, but I made sure I came down and had a, a cup of oatmeal. Um, and at night I, was, I did journaling last night before I went to bed. So I did that. Uh, so those routines, the morning and evening routines are still stacked there. I have my three absolutes, but I pre-chose them before I left. So I have my three absolutes still for the entire time I'm here. Um, so those things still stay because that allows me to have that mental bandwidth to you know, decide, do I want to go to this session or don't I? Like We've decided that we're not going to go to any sessions right now so we can do this stuff. So it allows me to kind of have a free mind to do those things. So they stick around because, again, they bookend my day, which allows me to actually be, again, fully active and present and engaged throughout the course of every day of the event. So say more about your preparation process for actually going to a conference. You've talked in the Patreon bonus editions about, you know, the the nuts and bolts of your preparation process and all that for your travel gear and all that. But in terms of mentally or strategically when you think about the productivityist and maybe your business or who you want to see, like what, what does that process look like? So basically when I the one big thing I do is anytime I'm going to an event, I put it on the now your calendar that I have on my wall. So that way I could see it every single day. So it's kind of, I'm omnipresent about it. Like, you know, I could see it and it's there and I'm like, oh yeah, in three weeks I have to do that. And because I theme those months, it gives me a chance to really understand, okay, like July, all of July had no theme because I was going to two different conferences, World Domination Summit and, and now Podcast Movement. So there was no theme So because I knew there'd only be two weeks to do anything other than be at a conference. So that's helpful because it gives me the preparation up front to know, okay, well, this month is the overarching theme is nothing, which means that I now look at my daily themes and understand what needs to be done those days. Now, I always give myself a gap day on either side of the event. So, for example... Uh, on Wednesday, which was a travel day, it was a gap day. Like, there was no... And, and the funny thing is, is because I left on Tuesday to come down to... Uh, to, to I traveled to Whitehorse first to drop my son off. That was another gap day because I was already gone. So I actually have two gap days in front of it. And then when I get back, I get back on Monday, I have a gap day on Tuesday and Wednesday because I won't be home until Wednesday. So Wednesday is my gap day. So I always have those on either side. And my email autoresponders say the same thing. Like, hey, you know what? I won't be available to this. So I, I set boundaries 
that's that's so key to do this is I make sure I set those boundaries and then I respect them. You know, so I won't answer email necessarily unless I, you know, within 72 hours of getting home, that kind of thing. Um, and if I do answer it, then it's a, a really special, like a coaching client wanted to book three sessions with me. And I'm like, okay, well, this person wants to sign up for more coaching. So that's the exception to the rule. So I made sure I responded to it, but everybody else is waiting. So I, I make sure that I do that. I make sure that I have, again, like the packing stuff is already packed. I, the biggest thing I have to decide, honestly, is am I going iOS only or am I bringing my laptop? And I, I really try every single time to make sure I don't have to bring my laptop because it's just bulkier. And, uh, and, and this time I didn't have that opportunity. I had to bring my laptop because there's a lot going on. I mean, I'm working on that Todoist book now where the table of contents and outline is due like August 7th. Well, I'm not home till the 5th. So you know I'm going to be working on that on the way. But that's the only thing I have to work on. So for me, it's about making sure I front load the, the time leading up to going. And then when I get home, having that gap day to get back into the swing of things. So that way, when I get back to work on Thursday, like I, my whole day is full of coaching calls on Thursday. But and how about being here? Like, what are your, what's your planning process for actually being when I'm here, here at the conference? I really don't have one. Okay. I really don't. Like, I, I, I front end load so much that when I'm here, I can, be, I can do whatever I want. Okay, so in does the, that make sense? I, I think so. No, and I think this leads into my next question. Question. So, when when you introduce the now your formula, yep. and the uh, beyond productivity seminar that yep. you did, you talked a lot about modes. Yep. How do modes apply to conferences? I know you you're in social mode, but are there like are there a whole set a different set of modes that apply to conferences or is it just the same do you just apply the same principles across I, I apply the same principles like i mean so because my modes are time based energy based or resource based they're generally apply so i mean i am in social mode right now and i consider networking mode to be the same as social mode for me because i you know that's when i'm social i'm networking in a lot of ways especially in an event because the 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 environment predicates what it is right like if i'm at a at a bar I'm in social mode, but if, there's, if I'm at home at a bar, I'm not going, okay, well, let me see how I can leverage that. You know what I mean? But here, that, that does change a bit. But, I mean, low energy mode still exists. Full focus mode still exists. Five-minute mode still exists. Like, I mean, we could have ostensibly said, okay, we have 30 minutes. Can I look at the – let's go to five-minute mode and see how many five-minute tasks I can accomplish in this time frame. But generally, at an event like this, that mode is like the third like type of mode that I look at. It's more like I'm in, you know, planning mode. Like what we're do what we're doing later today is all planning stuff, right? What we're doing right now is, I mean, I am now slowly creeping up to high energy mode because I was in kind of uh, learning mode when I was in in the keynotes. Now I'm in high energy mode because as we talk. My, for some reason, that happens to me, and I don't know why it is. I mean, Pat, Pat Flynn in the keynote talked about the decision juice, which we've heard decision fatigue, is it gets, gets drained throughout the day, just like willpower. But for me, because I'm used to normally having low energy stuff earlier in the day, my, I take sips of that juice early in the day, and then by the end, I'm guzzling it because I've saved it all for when I'm in my prime time. So I, the, the, if anything, my adjustment on this trip has been, okay, things start at 9 a.m., oh, man, like... I have to get up earlier. <laughs> 7 a.m. No, no, but the, the keynotes start at 9, which means I'm up at 7, which is an hour which earlier. Which is really than, 5 a.m. Don't say that. <laughs> <laughs> but you're right. Like it, it, it We've gained two hours on this trip. It, yeah, it definitely adjusts. So, no, the, 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 the modes don't alter. 
it's the it's the association that they have with what's going on here that 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 shapes it a bit more. Starting an online business or expanding your physical storefront online has never been easier thanks to Shopify. This global commerce platform supports you at every stage of your business journey. From launching your online shop to managing a million orders, Shopify is there to simplify and accelerate your growth. It's not just about selling products. So Shopify helps you manage every aspect of your business with their all-in-one e-commerce platform and in-person POS system. But that's not all. Shopify helps you convert visitors into customers with the best converting checkout process on the internet, which performs up to 36% better than other platforms. And now a special offer for my listeners. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash timecrafting, all lowercase. Whether you're just starting out or looking to scale up, Shopify is the perfect partner for your business. Managing passwords can be a real headache, right? Think about it. Every website requires a new password. Each one needs to be unique, secure, and somehow memorable. But there's a better way. Welcome to the world of 1Password, where your entire company can generate strong, unique passwords, store them securely, and access them across any device without ever needing a reset. Imagine never having to click Forgot Password again. With 1Password's award-winning design, managing passwords becomes a breeze for you and your entire team. It's trusted by millions, including top companies like IBM and Slack. Here's the best part. My listeners can try 1Password for free for two weeks. Right now, get your free trial at onepasswordcom slash Productive Convo. Secure your passwords and simplify your online security with 1Password. Are you a small business owner struggling to find the right talent for your team? I've been there, and I know how challenging it can be. That's why I recommend LinkedIn Jobs. It's not just any job board. It's a community where you can find professionals who are the perfect fit for your business, many of whom aren't checking other job sites. In fact, 70% of LinkedIn users aren't visiting other leading job sites, making LinkedIn your best bet for finding top talent. With LinkedIn jobs, you can post your job and reach qualified candidates quickly. 86% of small businesses find a qualified candidate within 24 hours. And now... You can post your job for free at linkedin.com slash conversation. That's right, for free. Don't miss out on finding top talent. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash conversation today. Terms and conditions apply. Meal planning is important because it prevents us from being a disappointed wreck when dinner time comes around and we have no clue what to make or even if we have the ingredients to make the meal. It's a time and a money saver, but most importantly, it frees up valuable brain space. Creating a meal plan prepares us for the week to come and gives us peace of mind that we're organized and can feed ourselves and our family. That's why I do it, and that's why Plan to Eat helps me do it. Your subscription includes access to the Plan to Eat website and fully featured mobile apps on iOS and Android. And Plan to Eat gives you the tools to clip and organize recipes from any website, the ones your family loves and that fit your dietary preferences and needs. And you can create a meal plan around your schedule. Then what happens is the Plan to Eat software automatically creates an organized shopping list based on your plan. So sign up for your free trial at plantoeat.com slash timecrafting. That's plantoeat.com forward slash timecrafting. The coupon will be automatically applied to your account and can be used when you're ready to subscribe. It's valid for new customers only. Give Plan to Eat a try today. How do you decide which conferences to attend? Um, that's a great question because I used to just go to as many as possible, but now I'm a bit more precious with the time I spend. Um, a lot of it has to do with the people that will be there. 
Uh, I mean, I just chatted with Jamie Tardy, uh, and, and she, I've known her for a few years now. And if she's going to be at an event, I like to be there because it gets us a chance to hang out. Um, if I haven't been to that type of event, I will likely look at it. So, like South by Southwest, a couple years ago, I applied to speak, got in, so that was a brand no brainer. But I'd never been to South by, so it was one of those things I wanted to go to. Um, Misfit Con's another one I'd like to go to at some point. The, the one that AJ Leon puts on, WDS World Domination. Stuff, I go every year because it's my my reset, my reboot, my rejuvenation. So that if it gives me that kind of um, galvanization or that that validation or whatever, that that helps. Um, I did not go to New Media Expo this year because I, it just wasn't really something I felt I wanted to go to. This one I wanted to go to because I knew a lot of people would be here that I knew. I know that, we, that I need to learn more about getting better at podcasting despite the fact I've podcasted for a number of years. But now the game has changed a bit for my, my end game or my mission. So those help. And honestly, time of year and proximity. I've got two kids at home. Uh, my wife is at home by herself right now. Uh, my kids are up in the Yukon, and I'm here. So, I mean, it's easier for me to make that decision because my, I'm not leaving my wife at home with two kids. Um, so time of year and proximity. Like, WDS is easy because it's six hours away. This is, like, much further to, to go to. Um, and, and so is South by Southwest. And so it's, like, next year's events in Chicago. I'm already thinking about, do I want to come to Podcast Moot in Chicago? And if I'm going to, let's have an event in Chicago so that it, I can, you know what I mean? So it makes more sense. So I'm getting to that level. Uh, but that, that, that's basically how I choose. It, it, it's, it's not arbitrary, but it's not fixed. Uh, you know, I mean, the only one I go to every year now is World Domination Summit, and I've kind of owned that now. Like my wife used to say, you say you never go again, and then you always go. I'm like, you're right, so I'm just going to always go now. So what's <laughs> left on your calendar for the rest of the year in terms of conferences? Um, I don't think there's any now. I mean, Pioneer Nation was one I was considering, but I don't know if that's going to happen. Uh, no, I don't really have any others that are that are popping up. But, I mean, we're heading into the prime time for, for our business anyways. Like, once September rolls around, between September and January is really when people are starting to think more about productivity because the year's ending. So, they're like, oh, i got to get more. I, did, I haven't achieved all my goals for the year. So, that's when people come to guys like me and say, hey, you know, how do I do that? And then, so probably January is when I'm thinking the next one is. And I think there's one in Austin that I might look at. But the other thing is my kids are going to, both kids will be in school starting in September. So that's going to change the game too because I'll be able to go to conferences more because my kids will be in school and my wife won't be stuck at home with, with my youngest. Uh, you know, And not stuck is not the right word necessarily, but that's kind of how it feels sometimes. So um, nothing really on the radar yet, but I'm becoming more open to, oh, you're doing this sh- conference? I'm doing more local stuff. I'm doing some talks with the United Way. I'm doing... Uh, uh, but things are looking like April. Things are already happening in like January through April. I'm seeing stuff. I've actually got already one book for 2017 too, which I can't really dive into yet. But you know, I mean, so I'm thinking more about this stuff because it it just it, it helps me elevate my game and helps me you know reach out to more people. Um, and it I think it works. I think going to events I think is really important and it's a catalyst for growth for 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 a lot of people, including myself. And so that's why I make a concerted effort, not just to go to events, but to go to the right events. What's the biggest conference mistake you've ever made? Oh, getting too social. (laughs) I went to the first World Domination Summit, and I went to the opening party, and I got too social. And I missed, like, the very beginning of the next day uh, because I was not able to function. And this year... 
we had the meetup at the world, and I, I, I got social, but not too social. And I was able to actually attend. I actually attended more talks this year than ever before. So I think I, I, I think the biggest mistakes I've made is uh, spending the wrong amount of time doing the wrong things as I was learning how I wanted to handle conferences. I don't think any event I've gone to was a mistake because I've learned something at every single one, whether it's from the event itself, like the actual things that are going on, or from my, be- like my, my experience at the event that I, that I you know, kind of created. So I think that's the biggest thing I've learned is that you know, there's a time and a place for that stuff. And uh, I'm much wiser and, frankly, older. I can't do like six years ago what I, you know, I can't do that now. Um, so I've gotten better at that. And I think like doing the workout stuff, which I've talked, like bringing workout clothes and, you know, uh, you know, getting into the water situation. Like I've got that memo bottle thing that I talked about. Like people like you, it looks kind of weird, but frankly, if it looks no- like a little bit like a flask. Yeah. Are you does. sure that's a water in there? Flask. Yeah, it's it's just clear. Gin. It's, it's just social mode. It's just gin, <laughs> it's just pure just- gin. Um, no, but I mean, I've been to events where, yes, there's water outside, but I've been to ones where there's no water at all. So I've said, you know, let's bring this. And so I've, I've, I've learned a lot. Um, I've learned what to do and what not to do. And I think that that's been the best thing is to kind of figure that stuff out and, 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 and apply it and be consistent about it. And this, this year I've been much better at it. So what would you say are your top three then productivity tips when it comes to attending conferences? Uh, get the stuff out of the, get as much stuff out of the way before you head down to the event as possible so that way you can be fully present. Uh, do not take everything in because your brain will explode. Uh, be okay with missing sessions because there will be other people talking about it or you might have a virtual ticket or whatever. But it's okay to miss sessions because you feel drained or, or you need some time to decompress. The worst thing you could do is go, like front load your entire schedule and do everything on the first day and then just be exhausted the next day. So, you know, have a measured approach to it. I think the third thing is, is to uh, have as much routine from home as possible while you're traveling because then you can, again, like have those routines there morning and evening so that you bookend your day so it doesn't seem... Because your brain's used to that. If your brain... If you don't splash water... Like if I don't splash water on my face three times in the morning, my brain goes, something isn't right. You missed something today. What did you miss? And that's... So your brain gets used to that. So have those similarities, have those consistencies because then your day can begin the same and end the same, which means it doesn't have to... The, the processing of what's going on in between is much easier to deal with. Anything to close us out? First off, thank, John, thanks for you know coming down here. This, this is the second time we've got to hang out. In almost three weeks. In almost three weeks. It's like we can't get enough of each other. Um, no, I think, I think for me the closing thing is just, just because you're on the road doesn't give you an excuse to not get things done. But it also doesn't mean that you have to force yourself to do things in a way that isn't natural. Try to make it as natural a process as possible. And it doesn't, it, it's not something you can just do like that. It's not an overnight thing. You need, like anything else, it's, it, you need to set up a framework to make it happen. And that, that's key. So the next time you're thinking about going to events, sit down and go, okay, what do I need to do beforehand? And how do I make this easier every time going forward? So that way you can go to an event unencumbered and fully able to just soak it all in. All right, it's me with Jamie Tardy here at uh, the podcast movement in uh, Fort Worth, Texas. Jamie, how you doing? I am great. You didn't know where we were. That was great. No, I was trying in to think. Well, this Fort morning Worth. I went for breakfast and there was like nothing open. Really? The subway was closed for crying out loud. 
We well, walked that's what all it's the like. way down the, yeah. It's like a ghost town here on Saturday morning. It's too hot here. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> so how long have we known each other for, would you say now? Like five, four or five, four or five years? years? Where did I meet you? Was it WDS a long time ago? No. Well, I did. We did. But I think we met, like, we met online before yes. that. And then we connected at WDS because I remember we hung out. Didn't we take the cab back to the, the airport? No, that was in Vegas. That was the New Media Expo. See, we see, see, each, see each other. So we much. hang out so much. I mean, seriously, one time there was like three uh, months in a row that we saw each other. I was like, man, you don't live in Canada at all. <laughs> <laughs> Shh, don't tell the U.S. government. I won't be allowed back. No. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> so... For those who do not know what you do and who you are, other than we have rhyming last names, and the and last name Tardy is always tough for me to say because it's like the least productive word on the planet. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Uh, so nice to hang out with you too, Mike. Tell people what you do and, 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 you know, so that way they know. I'm sure a lot of people do know, but. Okay. So I'm a business coach and I have a web show online where I interview millionaires. There you That's go. That's it. There you go. Nutshell. And you've got a, you're an author. I am an author. And your book is called? The Eventual Millionaire. With the subtitle of? No, I can't no remember. Subtitle. There is a <laughs> subtitle. They they had me tweak that thing so many times, I can't remember what it is. <laughs> something about startups. The word startup was hot at that time, so therefore we said something with startups, but I can't remember. So Don't ask me those kinds of questions. I know, I know. You're geez. totally cold. She's, I, I just grabbed her as we were walking <laughs> through the lobby. I'm like, and I whistled, and it was like a weird... I, you see, did. I should have whistled. You, you snapped your fingers too, like, hey, lady, come over here. And then I did. <laughs> what the heck? This just goes to show how, how well we, you know, you, if you had done the same thing, I would have done it too. I would have ran though. All right. I would have ran. I would have ran. I'm going to do this many times. Every time I see him, i be like, Mike, go get me some water. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I taught you a little about Japanese whiskey yesterday. Yes. That was crazy. It was good whiskey. It, so I don't know the difference between good whiskey and bad whiskey, but it seemed like it was good. He's <laughs> like, drink this. I'm like, oh my gosh, what? <laughs> good whiskey you could drink without having it mixed with anything else. Uh, it was it was good. Yeah. I did not. It was good. It was a Centauri 12-year, I think, that we tried. I've had three flights of those, by the way. Are you kidding me? Yeah, I've shared it with like a few other people. I think Scott had some, Scott Barlow. Yep. And uh, Which was hilarious because the waitress came over to pick it up, uh-huh. and it looked like they were empty, and he's like, no, 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 wait. And they're like, he was trying. <laughs> Trying to get the last drops he's like out of it. Tapping the bottom know, of the He glass. was. He was like, no, no, nope. There's a little. It was hilarious. So it must have been really good. It was. It was really good. So, can you give me an idea of a bit of the workflow that you go through in terms of putting like together, you know, just kind of the stuff that you do? Because I know you have the you have the sh- the, the show that you have. Yes. And then like, so how do you workflow all of this stuff? Because people see what you do, and you're you're doing a lot of stuff. I am. I have other people that do a lot of stuff for me, which is <laughs> really helpful. I have three people on my team. Um, so the podcast stuff, thankfully, I used to do a lot of it myself. Thankfully, I don't have to do that anymore. So the only thing that I do um, is I show up about five minutes before my podcast. I look at my calendar and uh, my online business manager, Kendra, puts all their notes in. I figure out sort of an angle five minutes before the show. <laughs> and, then, and then I go in sort of clear. And then as soon as we're done, I just upload it to Dropbox. And that's it. So that's everybody it. else, put, they do the transcriptions, they, they edit it, they put it up live. Kendra makes it live. We write the emails. Like uh, She even writes the metadata for now. Um, and then I check it over and make sure it looks really good. Wow. And I say, yay. Good so, job, team. So before <laughs> I let you go, because I know we've we got to run, um, delegating. I still am getting used to doing that. Mm. How did you kind of dive into that? Or did you just like decide to let go? Like, How did you make that work? 
So I found people that are better than me at what they do on certain things. So so most entrepreneurs are like, yeah, but I'm darn good at this, yeah. right? And so when you find people that are, are really amazing at what they do, you trust them, right? As long as you as long as they earn your trust. Right. Then it makes perfect sense. If I say go do this, you have to delegate versus abdicate. When you abdicate, you're just sort of like, okay, go do this and then never check in, never make sure it's going okay. And it can harm your brand. It's if you horrible. Do that. Like, yeah. 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 And my mentor always told me, like, make sure you're paying attention. So when I first started delegating, I mean, I got somebody in the Philippines, wasn't that great. They were super sweet, but, like, dropped the ball a lot. And I was like, oh, this sucks, right? But then when you start leveling up and you start having a team that, you know, does better than you. I just went to a Gary Keller workshop. Gary Keller wrote the book The One Thing. Yep. Yeah. Um, and Jay uh, Papazon, his business partner, really good guys. They're both in Austin. Um, and I was hanging out at one of his seminars, and he said, and I love this, he goes, you're five people away, five hires away from being a millionaire. Wow. So the right people, when you get the right people on your team, they will take you to the next level. And it's scary, and everybody's like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe I'm paying somebody this much money. Um, but it really does level you up every time I've brought someone new. I mean, I even have a personal assistant that does all my cooking and cleaning because and, I hate that stuff. So I'm wow. really good at delegating that now. <laughs> I was like, I go for this podcast movement. My wellness coach, Brian, is here. Uh, and I was like, he goes, you need to pack your food. And I was like, Barbara, can you make 3.5 ounces so she Tupperware it all out? Like, wow. I, I now delegate absolutely everything pretty much. Wow. Yeah. One of the things, uh, just really quickly, the fear stuff. I was just talking about that on the bonus episode of the podcast. Mm -hmm. And that's the thing that's, I, I still, like, it's good to know that we still get scared about stuff like this. Like, yep. I was like, you know, we're taking things to the next level. It's scary as hell, especially letting go of this stuff. Because yeah. you're like, but if you trust them, like you said. So, I mean, it, to let go of so much... That's so well, I didn't do it all at once. No, no, either, no, 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 yeah. no, 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 no. But I mean, as you take things to the next level, yep. it's like you're looking further down. You're like, that's a pretty far way to fall, right? It is. It is. So how always having, so I do a, a very certain thing. So I give everybody a three-month trial mm -hmm. where we check in, make sure everything's good, mm -hmm. right? Um, because not everyone's a good fit. This time I even hired uh, a guy named Doug Kizgen. He runs a company uh, called, uh, well, he's a consultant for Culture Index. And what Culture Index does, and I had him on my show and he was amazing, uh, because what they do is they really figure out who, what personalities and what types of people fit great on your team. Oh. So when we hired this new executive assistant, because Kendra was the executive assistant and we raised her up to be online business manager and we needed a new executive assistant. And uh, we hired AJ. She was the top match out of 400 resumes. Wow. And we had them all take this test. Um, and she was the top match for this type of role and, and somebody that will fit with me and Kendra and Barbara. So, so that way we can really make sure that this was a good hire because hiring, pain in the butt. I work with my clients on this all the time and a bad hire can cost you so much and, and time, energy, like it makes you crazy because like, yeah. you don't want to work with them and you're like, do I fire them? But now I feel horrible. Like it's a thing, but that's something that as you're growing and expanding and going to the next level, you need to know that stuff. Yeah, yeah. It's it's it's. I mean, I got 13 interviews when I get back because I'm firing hiring something local, and the problem is in Victoria, where I live, it's so small. Like there's literally yeah. one degree of separation, and then if it doesn't work out, then you're not just feeling bad, but you might have to deal with damage control. Yeah, which is which is tricky. So I'm gonna let you go, Jamie. But before you go, let people know where they can find you online. 
If you go to eventualmillionaire.com, that's where all the interviews are, or you can find me on uh, iTunes at Eventual Million. Awesome. Thanks so much for joining. It's great to see you again. You I'm too. glad we got to see each other. Because this year, we this is the first time. I know, right? Because you, you went to NMX. You went to NMX. But you like, yeah, I didn't go. I didn't I, I, <laughs> I didn't go to WDS, so uh, I know. Yeah, yeah. We're missing each other. Thank goodness this finally happened. Awesome. Well, thanks again for <laughs> thanks joining so me. Thanks so much, Mike. Okay. So, Russell... We're roommates on this trip. We surely are, Mike Vardy. <laughs> this is Russell Lolliker. Russell, why don't you tell people where you're from and what you do, and that way we can dive. Then we can dive into some of the other the, the, the meat of what we're going to talk sure, about. Sure, absolutely. Um, Russell Lolliker from Victoria, British Columbia, same place that uh, Mr. Mike Vardy is from, hence why I got the cushy place to stay. Uh, as well, uh, I'm the Upsell Podcast. The Upsell is, is sort of my shtick, uh, customer service guy. So, yeah, I've been talking customer service for a while, and you can find me there. And Russ LOL on Twitter, I guess. So, you have a day job as well as this. You yep. know, so, you're doing the podcast, and the upsells, you have to check it out. I know it's a fairly new podcast, but, I mean, I've written for the blog before. Yep, absolutely. And, I mean, Russell has been... You were, like... Weren't you uh, mentioned as one of the top uh, customer service people on Twitter or something like that? What was uh, the, the list again? There's a few. Uh, I've been very, very honored to be in. Uh, Huffington Post named me the top. Uh, Witty Parrot. Uh, GetApp.com had me in the top 15 online. So, yeah, I've been really honored to be recognized for being a customer service guy. And, and I know you want to take things to the next level. That's one of the things we've talked about. But how, how do you balance? Because like, you're, you're at an event right now. Then you've Absolutely. got the day job. Then you've got this. Like, how are you balancing all this stuff? so that you can kind of make sure you're effective and deliver quality in all three areas as much as possible. Like when you're on a trip and then when you're doing this other stuff. Oh, there's not, two to answers not to mention your social life because yes. I know you're very social. Yes, yes, I am. Um, I, I think there's two answers to that. One, I'm not, uh, <laughs> is probably the quickest and easiest answer. Uh, and the second is um, I live by lists um, I, or, and, my, and a calendar. I just wouldn't know what up is down. People get frustrated with me because I'm like, that's great. Uh, Wednesday at about 8 p.m.? You just scheduled me? Yes, I scheduled you. I have to schedule everything or I'm going to lose it. I, I won't be able to track anything. I won't be able to schedule the free time I need to have if I don't. Um, as, as, you were, as, as I often hear you saying about the freedom uh, to do things, you have to be able to control your tasks. Otherwise, you're not going to have any of that freedom. Yeah, absolutely. And and I know when you got here, you had like one day of work to do, right? Like you literally I had did. to do yeah, one yeah. day. Yeah. But you you locked it down. You kind of chunked it out and said, okay, I'm going to spend this time doing this. And then that's absolutely. it, right? right? Um, so what got you into customer service? Like what was the beat? Like what led you down that path? Because it's not a, a theme that you would normally see. Like it's a fairly unique niche in terms of like the podcasting realm. Absolutely. Um, so basically what I would say is that um, I, I have a long history of being in customer service. I, service industry, management, leadership, um, that's been a huge part of my whole background. But, but I'll have to say is what really actually got me into the whole, you know, doing it as a blogging, as a leadership thing, as a, as a, as a blog, as a podcast, sorry, is that uh, I had an ex-girlfriend basically was so annoyed that I just kept talking about it all the time. She's like, just write it down. Just just stop talking to me about it and, and put it, write it down. And that sort of I basically was shamed into launching um, my my blog and my podcast. Um, I, I'm thrilled. I'm not dating that person anymore, but thrilled. You're thrilled, thrilled that you're not me. dating that person anymore? You're thrilled? Oh, both. You're thrilled for both. Call me, call me, Mike. Call me, call me. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so what are you hoping to get out of podcast movement? Because we're here right now in the lobby. It's lunchtime, so everyone is coming down here. 
so the ambient noise is increased. And John's doing a fantastic job of course trying to he's Look playing work with, those knobs, he's playing playing with the dials, yep. and making it work. So, what are you hoping to get out of podcast movement this year? Um, I would say twofold. One is to uh, make great connections, hear what other podcasts that might be in the similar vein to mine. Uh, perhaps there could be some collaboration there. The other is uh, basically something that's probably even near and dear to your heart, certainly by sitting with you watching some of the presentations, is try to figure out what workflow will work best. Uh, even like Pat Flynn's presentation was very much about how to get over yourself, but it had such a flavor of productivity to it. Uh, I also came to from um, Kate, uh, Kate Erickson's. All about process, all about workflow. I think she flashed freedom on the PowerPoint presentation like seven times. Uh, and it was all about how to get processes. And some of the apps and some of the tools they mentioned, I was scribbling like crazy. So uh, very excited to, to get that down. Awesome. Well, Russell, I'm going to let you go. But before we do, tell people where they can find you. Uh, Twitter, I'm Russ, LOL. That implies I might be funny, but it is actually my last name, uh, R-U-S. S L O L, and as well, I'm uh, I'm on the Upsell podcast. You can find me on iTunes and Stitcher. Awesome! Thanks so much for joining me. My pleasure, Mike. See Roomy, you, see you in the room. <laughs> <laughs>So there you have it. A lot of great folks here. And this is just scratching the surface, really, of like how many amazing people were here. I didn't want to do, and John is, is still here with me, I didn't want to do the whole, like, let's go commandeer Mark Marin kind of thing. I mean, he was getting commandeered a lot. Did you see him getting pulled away from, from like, he made himself available, to be fair. He did. He was extremely available. I don't know that I saw anyone interviewing him, per se, but... I did. I saw a few. And, I mean, that's cool. That's I'm just not that guy. Uh, I just, uh, you know, they're, they've already given a lot of their time. And in my mind, it's like, you know, I just want to walk up and thank him. He did a phenomenal job. Uh, my, at this point, and we're, we're nearing the end of, of the event... At this point, we're really just waiting for the closer, which is Sarah Koenig uh, from Serial. I'm having a tough time kind of deciding whether I liked Aisha Tyler's the best or Pat Flynn's or Mark Maron's. They were all so different. Know what I mean? Like, I'm talking about the keynotes at this point. What do you think, John? Oh, which one did I like? Yeah, well, which one did you like? And I mean, because all the keynotes did offer something different, They were which all is good. totally different. Yeah. They were all completely different. Which one was the one you liked the best? I don't think I had a favorite. No. I think I t- had little... Little nuggets from all of them. And I, Romans was great too. Let me not forget. Like Romans was the one that kind of like sparked me opening up drafts on my iPhone and kind of scripting out stuff. And it, we, I mean, I took a screenshot, which I'm sure John loved, of like the process that they do. Mike, Mike, yeah. There's a there's a this slide that explains his like six or seven week process. For, oh, it's, it's for one for one episode. And I texted Mike. I said, I think we could do this in a week. Yeah, with a little <laughs> winky wink. I was like, I'm uh, not so sure about that. But uh, so yeah, we've had a great time. We, we've uh, we spent some time strategizing, not as much as probably we should have, but we've got some time. Well, we actually don't have much time left because uh, John's heading out pretty much after the, the uh, keynote. But we do have some, um, you know, we've got some ideas. Uh, workflows are being developed. This is this kind of event for both of us to be at has been, you know, monumentally helpful. Uh, I didn't go to very many sessions, but I know I have access to them afterwards. So you get a video access. They have uh, podcast movement as a whole. I'll give you my, my thoughts on the, sh- the whole event in the next episode, which is coming up in a couple of days from now, or if you're only downloading this as it's, as it's being released. Otherwise, if it's later, you can just go listen to it. Uh, but uh, until we speak again, uh, again, I'm Mike Vardy, the host of the Productivist Podcast. With me is... John Polstra. The... Producer of the Productivityist podcast, and we're going to end up having some like actual like uh, really cool end credits where it'll be like the Productivityist podcast is 
produced by John Polstra. You know, like that kind of thing will happen. We need to, I think we, that'll, that'll be one leveling up that we do. I heard that's something Russell might be able to do. Oh, yes, he's got voiceover. We should, see, this is why you've got the this job. This is why you come to conferences, <laughs> meet people. It's amazing. Uh, if you want to follow me on Twitter, I am at Mike Vardy on the Twitter. Of course, we are at productivityist.com. If you want to support the show or level up your support of the show, if you're listening as a Patreon subscriber, you can go to patreon.com slash productivityist. Now, I will say bonus episodes this week. Everyone's getting the same thing. So the, you're all getting the same to start off the month of August. So Patreon supporters and productive, like public, the general public are getting the same general shows, but they're not getting the bonus up, like the regular bonus episodes that are delivered on Tuesdays and Saturdays. Those are for Patreon supporters only. So if you want to support the show in any way, shape, or form, you can go to patreon.com slash productivity. Until we uh, speak to you next week, remember, uh, keep moving things forward. We'll talk to you soon.